The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Brenda Bradford Ward is the author of 40 Years to Life, a compelling exploration of the journey of gender identity conflict. And Brenda is with us here. How are you today? I think I'm great. How about you? I'm excellent, thank you. So can you provide us with a brief overview of your book, 40 Years to Life, and what inspired you to write it? Well, 40 Years to Life is a quite literal title, and I don't need these. Um, the the 40 years was the period during which I was presenting a male and masculine appearance and identity, and no one, no one shared that secret um, except for a psychiatrist that I tried to see when I was in the Army. Mm. And the psychiatrist pointed to a pile of files on his desk and said, these people need to see me, so you're wasting my time. And so that was that was a possible uh, oppor- an opportunity to, to seek some or get some professional feedback that availed absolutely nothing. Um, and I was kind of paranoid. I was afraid mm-hmm. if I would look something up in the, in the library, somebody would n- notice, catch me at it. Uh, it. It's just a horrible kind of ridiculous paranoia of sorts. And so the 40 years was was going through all that nonsense which is, thank goodness, decades behind. But it's something that people are being sentenced to with laws like those in Florida where a professional dare not even treat, medically at least, uh, a transgender child. And that really needs to be reversed. We have had an age-old, earliest signs of humanity. I mean, the the Roman emperor Elagabalus uh, offered the whole of Rome to a surgeon who could fashion a China, in air quotes, his body, uh, which was absurd. And, and there have been cases throughout history. Uh, the the one that seems to have gotten things started more recently is uh, Christine Jorgensen was rather famously mm. appearing in the U.S. as a transgendered person who got surgery in Europe. And I think Magnus Hirschfeld was the person who did that. Magnus Hirschfeld influenced Harry Benjamin, and Harry Benjamin established the standards of care in the U.S. 
Congress, uh, and that organization or set of rules has been pretty much supplanted by WPATH, which is the World Professional Association for Transgendered Health. The reason 40 Years actually looks at gender identity conflict from a truckload of perspectives and a 40-year history of trying to figure it out. But it, it is not at all about waking up some morning and deciding to be something. Gender identity conflict or any conflict is an issue that needs to, or issues that need to be resolved. And I didn't care how uh, that my conflict would be resolved as long as it was. Yeah. Uh, 40 years was was long enough to be going through all this nonsense and uh, surreptitiously buying things that were not really gender appropriate. Um, so I need to shut up for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Well, in the book, you talk about a life in hiding that few people will ever experience. So what does this life in hiding entail? Oh, I love that question. Um, there essentially are two identities as long as we have the conflict. Mm. We're presenting a male and masculine appearance because that's what everybody thinks. Well, to some extent, I thought that myself, but I didn't understand the preoccupation, the interest in in wanting to wear male gender inappropriate clothes, makeup, jewelry, those things. Uh, and no amount of soul searching or good grief. Uh, one can imagine in a, a dark corner praying with the Bible in hand and uh, remove this conflict from me somehow. Uh, that's not a solution. Uh, I don't think I ever felt as though I were deficient in any way uh, in a from a religious standpoint. In fact, when I had begun transition, I had seen my psychiatrist and was wondering how I was going to tell everyone that I was actually Brenda and go outside wearing gender-appropriate clothing for Brenda. Um, and it it sounds supernatural. It, it, it's not real for anyone other than the person who received it. And the message I, re I received was, it will be all right. Those four simple words, and I accepted them as divine because of their effect. I was in bed struggling at, at the time, and th those words were exactly what I needed. I didn't need, I, I wasn't praying or asking for a million dollars or world peace or anything. I got a message for exactly what I needed. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, no, it certainly was not something to which I thought there was a religious uh, solution. And it wasn't a situation where I was deciding on my own uh, without professionally competent uh, help yeah. that I needed to begin transition. Uh, that was the only known and still is the only known treatment. I think what's coming to be is uh, we know that we can change DNA now with CRISPR technology. And we've got 8 billion examples well, less the few transgender people there are, uh, of what the DNA spelling for gender and gender identity looks like. Mm. It's one of the, it's actually the, the first thing that a fetus begins to develop as it begins to grow. And it should be very evident taking any statistically significant sample and, and looking at 
uh, you know, glaring orange light over here. This is one thing, a glaring blue light over here. This is the other. Uh, and whatever small number of, uh, of deviations there are from the norms. But when we see that, uh, see a misspelling in a transgendered uh, infant, uh, reasonably from a, a blood test of some sort, uh, we'll know, we'll at least get the diagnosis, which would help a great deal. It would be dispositive in terms of uh, an awful lot of decisions affecting that transgendered person. But we still don't have a good surgical mitigation. Uh, we change the body as much as uh, plastic surgeons know how to, but it's not perfect. I mean, we don't lose a rib, um, uh, Genesis notwithstanding. It's, 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 it would be interesting if we could go to the Genesis clinic and say whatever. Uh, that may be mildly amusing, but it's, yeah. it, we're not there surgically. And besides which, in a, a state like Florida, which is trying to prohibit treatment right now, uh, it, it, it's absurd. It's essentially sentencing children to go through uh, puberty in gender inappropriately. So um, the male to female transgendered person is going to start growing whiskers and the voice is going to deepen and uh, all those very unpleasant things that would not happen if we were going through puberty appropriately. Uh, that's still not going to lose the rib. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
still going to begin physically as uh, the way we were born. Um, and that I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I think it is uh, in utero to correct there uh, so that we have consonant gender identity and, and physical appearance and structure. Um, so I missed the opportunity to be a, a natural parent um, and uh, missed in all kinds of ways. Mm. Uh, I didn't get to be fully male or fully female. Uh, I, I'm as female as I will ever be, and that's what um, transition helped me do some decades ago. But it's it's not a perfect solution by any means. Uh, it's far, far better than what I had before. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have, is there ever been a time where you thought, gee, maybe I'm not really male? Isn't one of the, the harshest things that could have been said about you if you were do, in an athletic activity or something, that you were doing it like you were a girl? Remember how harsh that would be? Yeah. And um, for a transgender person, it's not. It's, it's almost as though somebody found out. Yeah. Um, or, or more to protect the secret, whatever that was, I can't do it again. Uh, and, and gender identity conflict suppression is like that. There is no deeper suppression uh, than our imposing one on ourselves. And it is tremendously effective, but not constructive. Um, that, that's, that's the nature of conflicts, whatever they are, that um, they are things that must be addressed. Um, and my psychiatrist said, well, I didn't have to do anything. I, once I had the diagnosis, gender identity conflict, I could just sort of go on as usual. But as usual was presenting male and masculine in public and and hiding uh, a, a very unsatisfactory kind of life, hiding who I was privately. Um, I, oh, I remember so many times of looking in a mirror with a wig and makeup and whatever, as though I were trying to discover myself in the mirror. And if somebody were doing that in an editorial cartoon or something, they would have the real person on the other side of the mirror. Yeah. And I even wondered about titling the the book uh, on the other side of the mirror or life on the other side of the mirror. But I think that sort of thing has been used before to tell different stories. Uh, have you, I doubt, have you ever heard of the actress Greta Garbo? I don't think so, no. From the 1930s or so? No. I know that's a little before you were born, but yes. uh, she was the first person really to be known by one name. She mm. was Garbo. Uh, like Cher, well, you may not remember Cher, but uh, <laughs> some of the one name people anyway, Garbo was the first. Uh, and she had a tremendous natural ability, I guess, to act. I don't think she had a, a great deal of formal training. But there's a film she was in called Queen Christina. And she's playing a, a princess trying to be a prince, uh, being accepted in her kingdom, whatever is heir apparent to the throne. And uh, of course, she will be a strong leader. But she has an affair with a Russian ambassador, whatever his stature is, um, and um, a brief but torrid affair. And she starts to walk through the room after she's begun her relationship with a guy. She walks through a room and she does a terrific job of seeming to see everything mm. for the very first time as she has realized her feminine identity. Um, and I, I think that story was influenced by um, 
Leonard Wigner, who wanted to be, or who was in process of becoming Lily Elb uh, when she died of complications from one of the surgeries. Um, she was a terrific artist, but she was walking away from art because she had become so consumed with the idea of resolving her conflict. And she saw Magnus Hirschfeld, who uh, was instrumental in trying to treat gender identity conflict in uh, in Europe, um, and um, certainly told some of the story, as others have tried, of what gender identity conflict really is. But in addition to my doing that, uh, to telling my story in the book uh, and examining the condition as some gender identity conflict deniers, and there really are some, uh, from their perspectives. But ultimately, the purpose of 40 Years to Life is this is what people are being sentenced to if they cannot get their conflicts resolved. And again, this is not depending on self-diagnosis. I certainly would not recommend that for anyone. Uh, Abigail Stryer wrote a book called uh, Irreparable Harm, What Inappropriate Gender Identity Conflict Transitions Have Been uh, When They Should Not Have Been Done. And there are a number of schools where that's happening, as schools or uh, treatment centers, I should say. Uh, and yeah, the harm is irreparable uh, if it ends involves surgery, that means one cannot become a natural parent. Uh, so it is as, well, I, I, I don't know which is worse, but it is horrible both to uh, both to do any kind of transition inappropriately, but, but to avoid doing it where it is appropriate. And it's that latter part that it, where, where we have a real problem right now. Yeah. Uh, certainly in Florida we do. And, and we've seen this pendulum swing from nobody knowing what it is to uh, a more, much more permissive point of, well, let everybody transition uh, based on the color of their eyes or <laughs> some abstract number, you know, rather than whether there really is gender identity conflict there or not. And so obviously the pendulum having swung too far in a permissiveness direction, there is this horrible out pride that, oh, no, you're doing it inappropriately, which partly was true. But in, in swinging too far the other way, okay, we're not going to do a transition where it is necessary and where it is appropriate. Uh, that's part of the message I'm trying to get out there now. Um, the, I, I certainly wish that uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida and that the Florida legislature would realize that uh, for a gender identity conflict um, and uh, Paul McCann Q, uh, Professor Emeritus, uh, retired head of the department at Johns Hopkins, had decided that, well, we have to change people's minds. If they are transgendered, we don't change their bodies. The problem being that uh, uh, monkeying around with the brain to, to do something like gender identity, A, we don't know how to do that. But if we did, uh, we, don't, um, we don't like people doing that. We don't know how to do it. And if it's done... Uh, I don't know, with a fire axe or something. Obviously, yeah, it's almost like the ultimate cure for cancer. You line people up against a wall and shoot them. Yeah. That'll, yeah. that'll kill their cancer. Um, and I say this sort of facetiously, but my dad had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and was treated successfully at MD Anderson after 
really hard, hard work um, uh, after he had a year of two clinical clinical trials at Anderson. Uh, he still had some B-cell cancer that they used Ritexan uh, to eradicate. He was cancer-free when he died because of a world-renowned oncologist who mm-hmm. did know what he was doing. Would that we had that kind of education information about the DNA of transgendered people and could mitigate it, uh, CRISPR technology or whatever. Um, that's ultimately, I think, where we need to go. And the sooner, the better. Your book suggests that to effectively address the problem, we first need to understand it. So oh, yes. what? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. In your view, are some of the key aspects of gender identity conflict that people maybe often misunderstand or overlook? Well, in, in the first place, it's choice. There is no choice involved there. Transgendered people do not choose to be another gender. They certainly don't choose the conflict. Uh, they they would have that re- that conflict resolved. However, uh, if it meant amputating an arm or leg or the probably the head at the neck. <laughs> that, would, that would be a, a permanent cure for the conflict. When I was about five years old, my mother told me that my dad did not want, my, want me to wear my sister's dresses. And why would he? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course he didn't want me to. But why was I wearing them? Was should have been a better question. Uh, and mother was not a stupid person. She And she was a teacher for 30 some years. Uh, but the thought it, uh, of the day uh, way back then was that maybe it would it, that I'd either grow out of it or that it was just um, primarily that that I would grow out. Of. You don't grow out of this. Uh, a transgender person ultimately, I guess, is transgendered uh, her her or his whole life. And incidentally, there seem to be about ten times as many male to female as female to male. Um, and that's reasonable. Uh, my psychiatrist explained to me that. Um, well, it, it makes sense that an egg is going to start out female. It, it's part of a woman's body. And as the sperm begins to, to change that, I don't want to get into too much third grade biology. <laughs> yeah. But um, it seems that for male to female, transgendered people, everything is getting switched as far as the body or whatever, uh, except gender identity. And I think most of us could understand that if all of these things are changing, uh, some small thing 
not being changed or not being changed wholly or effectively could result in the male to female. Uh, for female to male transgender people, and there are some, certainly are some, uh, it's as though uh, everything else remained female except gender identity. And so that clearly speaks to why we would assume there would be far fewer uh, female to male. On the other hand, uh, when there is ambiguous genitalia at birth, it is more often uh, the infant is more often assigned uh, a male gender identity unless it really seems clear that uh, the infant is physically male. Uh, but where there is real ambiguity there, it is often uh, the, the infant is, is changed to female because that surgery is more straightforward, is simpler. Uh, and if the physicians happen to be right that that really is a female, fine, wonderful. But that might also might be a source of uh, female to male transgendered people who really were not transgendered, but their gender was changed uh because of their ambigu ambiguous genitalia. And that does happen more often than we would like to, to to believe or admit. Well, what would you say is the overall message that you hope readers will take away from the book? And what actions or changes do you hope it will inspire for society's approach to the gender identity conflict? It seems it's so fundamentally human that we react to something that we don't really understand from fear yeah there's there's no harm here there's no fear there should not be any fear there should be understanding of what the conflict is it is serious but it really harshly affects uh, transgendered people whose identity conflicts um, must be resolved at some point um, and there is a tremendous story about um, in the book too but uh, about um, Gregory Hemingway, one of Ernest's quote, quote, sons. Gregory Hemingway um, went through transition uh, male to female, uh, but in kind of reminiscing about a happier time, even with the fabricated identity and the relationship Gregory had with uh, Gregory became Gloria, uh, had with a woman as Gregory, uh, he actually, she actually wanted to revert to the fantasized personality to, because that was a lifestyle she preferred but it was not real and it, it's the inability of that uh, that essential identity to change that causes me to bristle at the term gender fluidity mm. it, it's not something uh, I subscribe I subscribe to I'm, I'm not sure what gender fluidity is supposed to mean ideally um, but from what I would hope people would understand from reading the book is much more about the condition. They can't possibly imagine what the actual experience of the tension in a gender identity conflicted person is, but still they might understand better uh, what the current understanding of the condition is uh, and not fear it and understand that, yeah, it does need to be resolved and it needs to be treated professionally by people who know what they're doing uh, and and certainly not uh, self-diagnosis or, um, or go through transition because I say you should, which is absurd. Uh, no, uh, gender identity is, is, is as much as uh, you're being right-handed or left-handed. It's it's just in there for those very few people who have it. 
Well, is there anything else that you're working on? Do you have any more projects coming up after this book? Oh, yes. Um, it, it does feel like a kind of a, a lonely battle here trying to get perspectives changed on appropriate treatment for the gender identity conflict. But I am working on a novel. Um, yes, there's a transgender character in the story. Um, that's that's primar- primarily, I guess, what I would love to have time to finish. Yes. Um, um, and, and it's it's amazing how much different writing fiction is from nonfiction. Uh, I think there are, what, 17 or 19 pages of, of references wow. in 40 Years of Life. And even though it, in a sense, is autobiographical, uh, still, I would, I'm using all of these other sources to tell uh, different things about the story and about what people do or do not understand. Uh, the Queen Christina film is is compelling for Garbo's fantastic acting in that part, but there have been other films. There was a um, uh, Victor Victoria that sort of poked fun at, um, at gender identity conflict. Um, th- there have been other attempts to tell the story, but it, here, I'm not just trying to tell the story, I'm trying to make a point about uh, about the the minority needing further research uh, as far as the DNA modification, if that's possible, uh, and um, for diagnostic, if no other reason, for better diagnostics that would convince people. Well, we have scientific evidence here. We're not just relying just relying on the the opinion of mental health professionals, although mental health professionals uh, certainly do an awful lot to, to be, try to become experts in their field. Um, and something that's not quite functioning properly in our our minds relative to us in the world um, is not something that can just be pulled out and shown to someone. Yeah, and that's that's the problem with gender identity conflict right now. We can't really prove that it happened. Uh, the and there were two letters required. Two mental health professionals had to sign off on uh, the, the surgery I had, and I I think the WPS standards are the same. But uh, it was absolutely uh, indicated ne- uh, necessary, essential in my case, um, and. It must be true uh, that there are we you know we dare not assume that everybody else is like us, but we don't want to assume that everybody else is far different from us either. Yeah, and and that certainly is the case with gender identity conflict. Um, Forty years to life would give people a pretty good understanding, I think, of uh, of current knowledge about what the experience is as told by somebody who lived it for over four, four decades. www.brendabradfordward.com is the website um, and there are links there to other podcasts uh, to, I don't want to talk about that. I'm on your program right now, but anyway. This is the um, only interview that's worth listening to. (laughs) And maybe the only one who, uh, where someone speaks the English tongue the way you do. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely love it. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been very enlightening to have you on the show. Oh, Toby, I've so enjoyed it. Um, and I so I certainly hope your holidays are pleasant. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.